spring makes all things new. And the Home Depot makes all spring things possible. Start a garden, refinish a deck, use our mobile app to put over 2 million products in the palm of your hand. Some ready for pickup in as little as two hours. Oh, and if you don't have the tools you need, our tool rental department does. Download our mobile app to get started. Bring on spring with innovative help from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Ah, Atlas Avenue, a long stretch of road that encompasses everything the city of Kenneth Heights has to offer. Bright lights, flashy signs, nudie bars, showrooms, office buildings, coffee shops, blocked traffic. Street mimes, ritzy restaurants, dark alleys, beat cops, suits, crooks, thieves, and the homeless. My office was located two stories up, overlooking much of the chaos. Well, the street may be home to crazy characters, so was my life. Hello, Mr. J. How the hell you doing today? Good, Edith. One such person was Edith Dietrich, my plucky secretary. She had a dirty mouth, but I wouldn't trade her for nothing. And she isn't the craziest person I had to deal with. Paul Wendt, Arthur Phelps, Joey Evernuckle, and the list goes on. I'm a PI, and I often enlist the help of a vast array of crazy personalities. Nearly every year I have a new case. New people to meet, new clues to discover, and new problems to solve. But I do it the old-fashioned way. No technology. Nothing post-1950. It's just how I do things. Sadly, I need help to plug this show, so... Here you go, Mr. J. It's all typed up. This is the plug? Yep. <clears throat> so if you want to hear my unique, interesting, and funny cases, you can go to 7lamb.com or search for Atlas Avenue Beat wherever you listen to podcasts. Every season is a new case, and boy, they can get crazy. How's that? Good, Edith. Thank you. Not sure what a podcast is, but if you're listening to me right now, odds are you do. So make sure to listen, subscribe, and rate and review. And don't forget to follow Seven Land Productions on all those big social media platforms that are so popular nowadays. That'd be weird if I was born for this. It really would. <laughs> you were born for podcasting? Hello, everybody! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Alter Ego Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Austin, and with me, as always, is Unser Mark, Cyborg Mark. How are you? I is with you. <laughs> I don't know why I sounded super German on that, but that's all right. Hi, Megan. What up? Hey, Ryan. Ryan? He's not here, but you know who else is here? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from movies, films, and flicks fame, we have Mark Hoffmeyer. That theme music, it makes me feel like Tom Hardy feels in Venom. <laughs> you know what I love sweaty. about you? It's always straight to the point. I love that. S sweaty, 
jumping up and down. I want to eat some tater tots, some yeah. chocolate. I want to go on a motorcycle chase. You know, oh, man. You know who races. else wants to go on a motorcycle chase? Who? Ford Supply Company. This episode <laughs> of the Alter Ego Podcast is brought to you by Ford Supply Company, makers of all natural and organic soaps for men with scents like Tropical Teakwood, Citrus IPA, and Cypress Pine. Visit their website at FordSupply.com to order online and use promo code ALTERIGO to get 10% off your order. Ford Soap. Real soap. What's the next part, Mark? Uh, uh. No bullshit. Other Mark? <laughs> oh, boy. Is it pungent soap? He went, line, <laughs> line. <laughs> Last time we talked about this, we talked about the soap that would burn through uh, the natural the metals earth. and go it's through. It's still going. <laughs> still going. It hasn't even come out the other side yet. Yeah. yeah. I just grab a beer at night and just look down the hole. <laughs> I heard screaming the other day. There's something down there. Speaking of things coming out the other side and oh screaming into a gosh. hole, our second sponsor is Tony and Nello's Southern <laughs> Italian Cuisine and Grill. It's a hidden gem that's family owned and operated on the outskirts of St. Petersburg at 1136 Pinellas Bayway, South Tierra Verde, Florida. This is a must try for a homemade Italian lunch or dinner. Just remember to bring your appetite because the portions are very generous. Call for a reservation today at 727-867-3577 and check out tonyanellos.com can we get through this and get to mark please so are you saying that you scream afterwards from yeah. when you eat it this delicious food 100 kind of depending on depending on the ratio of oil and garlic is how fast this food will travel through my body <laughs> and out the other end and that's like a bobsled me, that's me medically not the quality of their food <laughs> wow i i know what my body doesn't like and i go you know what i don't care your innards are well lubricated it after tastes that. so good can i ask you all something please i was thinking about something today there's not enough uphill chase scenes you, you know what? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my word! And that did that come to your mind watching Venom go through the streets of San Francisco? It's like I'm tired of Bullet and Sean Connery and Venom driving downhill yeah. or or like a, like vertically. Yeah. I want uphill. Yeah. Like Last of Mohicans has one fantastic, right? There's too many flat surface chase scenes or downhill chase scenes. Like mm. I want, I want a bicycle. I want Airborne that Bicycles. skating movie uphill. Yeah. You skateboarding uphill running. You yeah. want somebody riding the struggle bus up the dangerous side of a mountain. I would, gosh, like imagine it would be slow, but it would be arduous. I mean, it, man, I want a car chase uphill. I do That's too. What I want. I don't. I actually don't want that. I want a bike ride uphill. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, or like a razor scooter chase. And you know, Whoa. I just oh man, <laughs> could you imagine? How about this? You know what's great about that? There's danger. Like if you yeah. get in the middle of traffic and you're hit on a razor scooter, oh, Kaputsky. You're done. going uphill. You're done. Yeah, Let's I mean, talk about I've, skin knee. I razor scooted uphill, right? <laughs> razor scooted. Uh, I had to go away for three months because something hit me, but um, it was it was good while it lasted for about twenty seconds. Yeah, it's a tough job. <laughs> now I know it, it became walking. I know it's been done in movies, but I don't know if it's been done uphill and with as much tension. But a Segway chase. Oh uphill. my lord. Those things are dangerous. They are. That's a lot of geometry trying to figure out how you get uphill in one of those things. <laughs> Whoa. You, like, what angle do you have to be at? Yeah. Okay. What okay, speed so not 90. can you actually get there? You're definitely not 90 because then you're hitting something. 45 is too much. Even still. And we think 60 range. Or, or is it? How about 45 where you look like you're laying down, but you're actually going eight miles an hour uphill? <laughs> that would be amazing. Or, or we just have one of those movies where people are running uphill and the tagline is just, fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> My thighs this are burning. Uphill running. Uphill running. 
In a world where you run uphill, one man <laughs> runs uphill must reach the top. Will right. burn out his quads. <laughs> <laughs> Diarrhea's never felt so good. It's great for cardio, though. I am that tired uphill? of these flat surface. Like Mad Max Fury <laughs> Road should be up the Alps. We really should. Like, gosh, stop flat surfaces. How about how about Mad Max suburban neighborhood? I mean, if it's in San Francisco uphill. Yeah. I mean, we still got you know Tom Hardy. How, how, okay, take a neighborhood, right? Okay. Block it off. Get some geometros. You and 10 of your friends race around the neighborhood. How amazing would that be? Uh, Mario Kart style? Do I get to decorate my geometro? Any way you yes. want. I, it yeah. is looking like a blue turtle shell with little spikes, uh, spikes coming out of the top. Yes. How about you? What's your car looking like, Mark? Oh, oh God. Purple oh, wait, flames. Mark. Yeah, we'll go Cyborg Mark first. I'm sorry. He was actually pointing at me, which I is was. very hard to distinguish in a podcast format, <laughs> but he was pointing at me. <laughs> I do it. I, I know it's hard to distinguish, and I do it all the time. Oh, boy. I just say, you know, I'm thinking, uh, are we doing just Geometros? Is that it? Yeah. Or can we do anything? Mm-hmm. No, Geometros. What about a Geo Tracker? Can I use that? Oh, no. there you go. No. Get out no. of here. <laughs> We're sticking with the Geometro. Like oh, I, yeah, Geo Tracker. Jeez, I guess. I'm just going to have to go with Chrome all over. Okay. Metal and, Mario style? Yes. Metal Mario Chrome all over okay. with uh, two axes coming out of either side so I can slash tires. Wow. wow. That got dark. How yeah. about you? I and, quit this race. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Toad style since their uh, their geometros are pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Geometric. Round. <laughs> <laughs> what is that where they came up with the name oh my god guys did we just they figure are, it out they're um, literally like they look like the top of a mushroom they're just whoa are we thinking about the same car yes they're very they're, it literally is just like a sphere there i'm isn't just a trying, whole trying lot to imagine a car that's that's uh that's wheels don't uh are not wider than the top of the vehicle i just don't know where we're gonna find 12 geo metros yeah. that's yeah. my I thing can do it. i can do it all right mark come on man come on bring uh, us home i'm putting a shark fin on it Heck oh yeah. right it's gonna be like deep blue sea. I'm gonna of have the lyrics of are. deepest bluest all over it. <laughs> I'm gonna have sharp blades on every tire, like sticking out. You know what you could do if you want to stay on the Mario theme is do the bullet theme because he has yes. like the shark teeth. Yeah, Whoa. now we're cooking. I thought cool. he was doing with an LL Cool J thing, but I guess that'll work too. Yeah, I just want to intimidate everybody <laughs> on this race course. <laughs> you already will showing up with it like that. So. <laughs> That cost me $5,000. Yeah, you better be scared. <laughs> <laughs> so this month, November for us at Alter Ego Podcast, and uh, we had a couple of ideas that we wanted to talk about every week, and I, uh, you were the first thing that came to my mind. I said, we've got to talk about Venom in the movies, and we've got to get Mark back on because I know he's going to know little nuances about these podcasts or about these movies that I have no idea or wouldn't even think to think of. The only thing I went with in my notes is the box office not in a lot of detail and uh the synopsis that involves venom himself in both movies so we're talking spider-man 3 with Mm topher grace and we're talking venom with tom hardy i want to know why every time he's on the podcast we got to talk about something that's very painful to watch again (laughs) that just doesn't seem fair to me both of these movies i love spider-man 3 because Mm -hmm. of the dancing okay 
great dancing. Toby McGuire's choreographed dancing. I like that the evil oh, version boy. of Peter Parker is just a gothy emo kid emo who's boy. kind of a jerk. Yeah. Like, like this symbiote can't turn him evil. It just right. turns him into. It can dye his hair. Yeah, it dyes his hair. <laughs> I mean, that's his idea. I think. He's such a good dude. His idea of bad is like a, a greaser from the 50s who See, can dance. Like, that, it's that, basically Patrick Swayze meets uh, James Dean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. See, that part always confused me because I was always trying to figure out where is this Peter Parker manifesting what he thinks is cool and he's not? Or is he actually cool? Because if you watch those scenes and he's walking down the street, half the girls are like, look at this doofus. And the other half are like, ooh. So yeah. I don't know which way they were trying to go with that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get that either. And when it comes to comics and Venom, that was not my personal interpretation. That of, was nobody's interpretation. Of what would happen to you if the Venom symbiote got attached to your person. I don't know. I don't know. Because personally, when Venom jumps on you, I thought it just kind of like extenuated parts about you. And yeah, you had a little bit of a mean streak, but... I don't know if it turns you into Dance an skills. emo skate kid. Oh, are we talking about Spider-Man Three? Yeah, sorry, I stepped out for a second. Are. How dare you? What a I blamed most movie. of like my emo phase on a symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> Got a symbiote. That was just a tantrum, yeah. actually. No one believed me. <laughs> I believe you. It's weird enough to where people don't want to ask questions. So why? So you <laughs> just came right out and said it that you like Spider-Man Three. Ugh. And I'm astonished. In your defense, it made more money. It made a lot more money than Venom did. That's called bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But however, yeah, I mean, that's called it being oh, sorry, part of a long line of other movies. But the budget was way higher for Spider-Man Three than it was for Venom. Yeah, this thing, this thing careened out of control. Spider-Man Three. It was a train wreck behind the scenes. We're talking they had a year, three hundred million. Uh, Avia Raj shoveled Venom in there. Sam Raimi hated it. Uh, I mean, they had to invent sand, the special effect. They spent way too much money on special effects. Oh, no. Like, they lost the story. Uh, it just, it was a gigantic mess. Like, they were just building the biggest sets imaginable. And it was two dueling visions. One guy didn't want to make it. And then it just turned out like Spider-Man 3 with a lot of weird dancing. And I guess, I guess I love it because it's just, it's so weird. It's a $300 million movie that's weird, and we never get that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm tired of all that MCU crap. Like, I bought them all. You're tired of, you're tired of continuity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just they all play it so safe. It's like a hero's journey. You get Thor, he gets booted away, then he comes back, and he's like, oh, I found the power. Then they completely ditch Natalie Portman. And then Captain America is just a jerk. He gets a power of uh, serum, makes him powerful. Then he's just telling people to not swear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, yeah, yeah, fall asleep. Hmm. It's just give me give me weird dancing. Give me tater tots. I don't know. I thought that it was it was it was a dumpster fire. I didn't like it. I yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of this. Oh, I get 3. it. Why people hate it. But you know, it, it it makes a lot of sense when you say that because when you look up the budget for this movie, I looked it up. It says it was between two two hundred fifty eight million and three hundred and fifty million. Yeah. It's like wait, that's a, that's what? a very large. That's a bit of a <laughs> jump. It's, it's just. Well, it was so expensive. They had a year. They had people staring at a screen for a year coming up with sand effects. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. How does that sand look so good, but all the scenes with Harry on the glider look so bad? Yeah. It all went to the sand. Yeah. <laughs> <All> the- <laughs> and and it, it definitely didn't go to Venom either because I think they did, they did not do him any justice. And speaking of not doing justice, I love Topher Grace. No. I think he's a great actor. I think he does a great job. 
And I think he got the shit into the stick on this one. I think he should have stayed on that 70s show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I he was so excited. Like, you didn't see all those interviews with him from back in the day. He was so excited to be in a superhero movie. Yeah. And, and to this play was Venom. The, this was a huge misfire. Yeah. It was not good. In my opinion. And I don't think that's Topher's fault. No. No. Mm-mm. No, yeah. but Listen, it definitely if they offer me Venom happen. right now, sorry to... Oh, I'm saying ahead. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You, you can kind of tell that, like, all of his parts were just kind of, like, shoved in without, like, any... Because you can tell the care wasn't given to the character. No. Uh, the original director, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but he wanted Sandman. Like, that was what he wanted in his vision for the movie. Right. But they just went, Venom. You have to do Venom. Get him in there one way or another. That's it. You have to do it. And I'm not as big and rabid a Spider-Man fan as you are. But to me, I don't think of Spider-Man and not think of Venom. Mm-hmm. So I understand uh, why the director would say, let's slow burn. Let's all this. And I can also see from a monetary standpoint where people are like, no, 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 Venom. Everybody wants Venom. Just do Venom. Yeah, but if... He, they're not going to put the care yeah. into See, like, it. That's kind of that's kind of the problem that I've seen with that whole run of the Spider-Man films is like the like you're, he was saying about the MCU and the you know that line of movies mm-hmm. is they are slow burns. You get the extra credit scenes or the WTF moments at the end of all of those movies because they're they're working on a very large platform. And yeah. I feel like the the Spider-Man movies with Tommy Maguire, everything was kind of slammed together, like literally in all of them. There's he has so many awesome villains, but they could have slow burned it and they just smashed oh, yeah. it all together. And like Mark said, you lose the story because there's so much story be- behind Venom and Spider-Man's relationship that they just smashed it all into one with Sandman, who's another integral part of this of the Spider-Man story, and you don't get any depth with either one of these villains in this movie. There's three villains in this movie. Yeah, yeah. too much. Too much is happening. Three An omelet dancing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not only are there three villains, but all three actors are very good yeah. and can play this lead villain role all by themselves. And so then you're making them share the screen, and it, I think it does a disservice to the characters altogether. They could have cut yeah. Venom out of this movie entirely. Yeah. They entirely. They, and it would have been a full movie. Right. And they could have kept Harry with the Sandman situation because at this point Harry is so established with with, with this line of he's, Spider-Man. He's the through line yeah, of the whole trilogy. Exactly. So you could have you could keep him all the way through and obviously we see what happens to him in this movie so of course that, you know, is what it is. But Sandman could have been that additional and throwing Venom into it. It was just it's just too much. And I absolutely hated Tobey Maguire when Venom was on him. I hated it. I hated it. I cannot You just say had that bad enough. experiences at jazz clubs, haven't Ugh. you? <laughs> No, I've had great experiences, but I can tell you, you that would have been the worst. <laughs> she's she's remembering the last time she and I danced at a jazz club, and no. I was jumping off of tables and smacking cocktail waitresses, and she was like, "Ugh, not again." He we just were, he doesn't. Toby Maguire does not play a good asshole. He just doesn't. Like when he mm-hmm. when you catch him, all of a sudden fixing or messing up his hair, I should say, in the mirror. And then he's being nasty to the poor little, what was he, Polish neighbor, yeah, whatever. The, the he's I'm innocent like, neighbor. Come on. And he's just such an ass to her. And I'm like, this is, I don't like, that. none of this is even, like, I'm not even buying just it. Just the tone in this movie is just like a roller coaster yes. ride of what are they trying to do? It's yeah. just I have no much. idea. It goes from hilarious to serious to sad to what the hell is he doing pay your to hilarious you again. this damn door. Yes. All yeah. right, Toby, calm down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Lord. 
this is just I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so, so, Mark, do you think these are all like fixes on the fly to try and piece all this together, and that's why there's so many tonal shifts? Or what do you think happened here? Well, I think it was at the last. So, the more I read about it now, Avi Arad forced this Venom character into it. And so he wanted to leave him out, which let's say you lose Venom. That's probably another, what, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, yeah. 30 minutes Not that even. you could focus on other things. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to be this kind of Boris Karloff, Frankenstein, a Sandman. And he was supposed to finish up his his uh, issues with Harry. And there was going to be a lot more character development. There were a lot of scenes that were cut from the script. And then when you get Venom in there, I mean, it's a lot more money. It's a lot more. You have to add another villain. You have to introduce a new character. And then you have to have him becoming the jerk. And I, you know what I think? In the beginning of Spider-Man 3, Toby was really ignoring Mary Jane's career. Yeah. Uh, remember when she said, go get him, Tiger? Like, he used to love that. But now he has he makes her say it before he leaves. It's really gotten to his head. He never asked her how she's doing. So he's a jerk before Venom already hits him. Right. So this should have been more of a, a you know, him kind of dealing with his power now that he's firmly established, bringing in Sandman to battle and and closing the Harry chapter. And there would have been a lot more character development. Mm -hmm. I think there would have been more time for neat scenes like in Spider-Man 2. I mean, we got to know and love Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Mm -hmm. And so when you cut all that out, it just becomes the tonal mess that it is. Because Venom doesn't, like, I don't know. Venom, Venom is very caustic, right? Like, he's very Deadpool. And so bringing that into this very earnest Spider-Man world, this didn't gel. Yeah. So it, it just... It, I think it really set it apart and since the scale, it was so massive. It was such a big film. I think, you know, Sam Raimi said he lost track of it. He didn't give enough attention to the character and then just things changed. So yeah, I think it's a tonal mess because a lot of people's hearts weren't into it. I think. And, and I, I agree. And a lot of the diehard Spider-Man fans are looking at this and going, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. this would not really happen. Venom wouldn't behave like this. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the Harry, and, um, the Harry and Peter relationship, I think, is what that whole series was supposed to be built on. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously the Sandman with Uncle Ben. So those two items, they, they, they make sense. I see mm -hmm. why you're doing this. I see why this is all heading towards, you know, the climactic finish of Spider-Man 3. But... Then you introduce such an icon, somebody that everybody's ready to go for, which is why I think it made what it made, even though it was the movie that it was. But not only that, not only from a, a standpoint of villains, but they introduce Gwen Stacy in this movie too. Yeah. yeah. Just and everybody's like, just randomly, wait a minute, just what? Back up the casting truck. Let's just drop off yeah. every character oh, we have. Yeah. Let's just throw big comic book names in this movie and hope they work. Does Gwen Stacy and um, Mary Jane pass uh, cross paths in the comics? Uh, they they do, but Gwen Stacy's the first love. She's yeah. the one he falls in love with first. She's the one that dies yeah, yeah, in yeah. really tragic fashion. Mary fashion. Jane's the more iconic and one. And then Mary Jane is who he picks up with after that. So for Gwen Stacy to just kind of be a half-assed, you know, side girlfriend for Peter mm -hmm. that he you know, is just tra basically trying to make Mary Jane jealous with for a lot of fans are like, what are you, what, what do you mean? <laughs> so at what point, I'm sure you know the answer to this, Mark, but like at what point did they give up on four in this? Like, is oh, it, was yeah. it halfway through so, production? He's like, we're not doing four. <laughs> like, when I, did that happen? It's funny you ask that because he wanted to have John Malkovich play Vulture. 
oh in the fourth oh one. Awesome. Only and, if he has a big frilly collar. I'm in. <laughs> and it just kind of kept, um, let's see, work work continuing on Spider-Man 4. Raimi couldn't get the script right. He was continuing unhappy with the story, and Sony wanted to bring the lizard into the fold. So they cast Dylan Baker as the lizard. Sam Raimi didn't want the lizard. He wanted John Malkovich's Vault Volter. So Sam the whole Raimi thing was going to happen the writing again. was on the wall with with the same thing as adding venom, so he ducked out, and that's why Dylan Baker's lizard is in the Amazing uh, yeah, Spider-Man, the Amazing. Ah, which I think is it. a much better series. Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. <laughs> so literally, they made the same mistake twice. They overbooked three, and then went right into over. Because four was supposed to have Mysterio in it too, wasn't it? Yeah, they, he would. They were like, so he wanted Vulture and Mysterio, but then they're like, "You got to do Lizard," and then Sam Raimi just couldn't wrap his head around it, so he walked away, which is annoying because, like, Spider Man Two, I think is one of the best superhero movies ever made. I'll, I'll say it. The train scene, mm. I'd be hard pressed oh. to find anything that is is or the the horror scene where Doc Ock is killing the scientist. Yeah. And so they should have just given him carte blanche to make what he wants. But like, if you think about third films in the in the two thousands, right? You had Blade Three. That was bad. Blade Trinity, they bad. tried to introduce new characters. It yeah. bombed. And then you had uh, X-Men The Last Stand. I mean, there's a dude hunting Wolverine with a baseball bat. Like, it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, it, so they weren't really nail nailing the landing on these third films. So I think it was a 2000s curse until, you know, I, I think later on when Marvel started nailing the third film in the trilogy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it just they kept making the same mistakes over and over again, and, and Sam Raimi got out of there. Do you think it's because back in the 2000s, that's when franchises were re really being built and they're like they can see the long-term vision of this so they keep cramming stuff into it to try and make this a four or five six movie franchise do you think that's well, the intention well, yeah blade trinity they wanted to do a spinoff but they brought in david s goyer to be the director the guy who's written oh, dark Lord. knight and all those movies and right. he was relatively inexperienced and wesley snipes wasn't quite happy with that so it just led to a very jumbled experience i mean goyer just i don't think he was ready to, to direct the movie and you can see when you watch it and then in x-men the last stand Singer was supposed to direct it, but then he left, and then they were going to have Matthew Vaughn direct it, but then he left, and then they threw in <laughs> Brett Ratner at the last minute, who you know, wasn't an X-Men fan. He took it as a paycheck, and you can kind of tell. So yeah. it's just they want they rushed everything to production. They wanted to get them made. I think they made some poor decisions behind the scenes just to keep the juggernaut rolling. I I agree with you about your your statement about them trying to make sets bigger and bigger and bigger for that. And I think that's the misconception when dealing with comics is a lot of the Hollywood folks just think let's go bigger, let's go grand scheme, let's go world altering when the best parts of Iron Man, I think, is when he's dealing with his personal shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's got the problem with his heart and he's trying to find a way to be a good guy, but not have to be involved. You know what I mean? He's trying to learn how to put the pseudo armor around the world and then it's tragically falling apart. Yeah. That's his what I cheeseburger eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's his donut in a donut. Um, exactly. I think that's where some of these Hollywood studios have really missed the mark is you're not focusing on the character itself. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't happen matter what's happening around you know, in the world, as long as you have something to focus on. And sure, you're 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 doing Tobey Maguire being upset or not being a good husband to MJ and then becoming selfish with the Venom symbiote. But to me, I was like, OK, I, I just didn't buy it. But that's like two minutes of screen time and it's very heavy handed and written. Yeah. Horribly. Like right. I just if if Raimi would have had the reign that he wanted on this, I could see it going five or six movies because he would have really throttled it and really stretched it out and really made us care about these characters as time went on. Yeah. 
I do think they gave him a little too much money in the third one. I yeah. think he went a little mad uh, with <laughs> with with money too, right? I mean, that was that seems to always happen. Yep. Yeah, like M Night Shyamalan, like he now he's crushing it with lower budgets. Sometimes yeah. these people need like a. Hey, listen, Sam, we'll give you 150 million. Like, let's not do 300 right. this time. I it think really, he would go back more to being creative. Exactly. I was just going to say that it, it, it's coming from an artist mindset and standpoint that definitely when you have limited resources, it makes you dig deeper into your creative side and how you can really make something come to life as opposed to just having all this money and throwing it against the wall and, and letting it stick as it goes. So I think they, I think you're right. I think the smaller budget definitely uh, gives you a gives you a better opportunity to expand on your own creativity. So I, I guess with that being said, let's take a look at the counterpart. Let's compare it to the newest Tom Hardy vehicle. And I'll do that by first looking at the budget. Beautiful movie. The, the, the first movie, 890 million yes. worldwide for, for Spider-Man 3 on a 300. Let's, let's meet in the middle and call it a $300 million budget. Gravy. Then you have Venom come out in 2018 with a hundred to hundred and sixteen million dollar budget, and it makes eight hundred and fifty six million. I think if you're looking in terms of box office success, you hand that one to Venom. Mm-hmm. It's, but also movies are bigger now, true. so I don't think that's a fair comparison all the time. I'm looking There's at inflation. it from the studio's bank account. Oh, absolutely. Set, which is what gets movies made. ROI. Again, not yeah. fans loving it. Yeah. The Exactly. Return on investment. Mm-hmm. That is what is going to get you a sequel, more so than little Timmy saying, that was my favorite movie. <laughs> um, and I think Venom I did a lot of things that I didn't Wait, like, too. Wait, Timmy's favorite movie is Venom? 100%. <laughs> Have you not met Timmy? The kid is sadistic. How old is Timmy? He is seven years old. And his favorite movie is Venom? Yeah, and he likes when the guy gets his head bit off. Messed up, right? What was his favorite movie before that? His favorite movie before that was Citizen Kane. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I think he loves the nuance in Citizen Kane. He loves... He loves the shark and Finding Nemo, and he loves the tater tots and Venom. I mean, it makes it all all makes sense. You know what his favorite movie was before that? Con Air. Oh, Oh, beautiful film. I love Do you think the sled Rosebud could have gone uphill? No. Um, the sled rose, but poor Dave Chappelle. Um, I'm, I'm obviously, for our listeners, I am bringing attention to a wonderful podcast that Mark just did about uh, Con Air, correct? Was it, a, was it that where you did the seating arrangement and kind of did a deep oh, dive on it? I just turned out the seating arrangement. So I was doing an episode of Deep Blue See the podcast, and we yeah. had someone on from Empire Magazine, like one, one of my favorite magazine, movie magazines ever. It's like the holy grail for, for movie nerds. Mm. And while doing it, they're like, yeah, we tried to put it together and we couldn't. So I'm like, I can do it. So I watched it a lot, which was really hard homework. I made my wife make a beautiful graphic. And then I I asked, I talked to some of the actors to get the specific seats because I didn't know some of the, the people's names in it. Who did you speak to seat. specifically? I talked to Blade, Ty Granderson Jones and Conrad Good, who plays Viking. And then they hooked me up with this guy named Ramirez, who was a stuntman's brother. He's one of the Carson City guys, but he never has a name. And then he disappears during the gunfight. But he, they... I had no clue who he was. That's killer, so they, man. Yeah, they hooked me up with that. And then, like, Shea Serrano, like, one of my favorite writers, shared it, like, AV Club. It People people dug it. It was good. They're all big like, fans the, of Alter Ego Podcast. <laughs> all of them oh, yeah, listen to the show religiously. So shout out to them. Thank you. I'm glad they helped you out. Should have just called guys. me, man. Should have just called me. I'd have let you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's our, that's our running joke is that everybody's a big fan of the show. But um, back to Venom. I think they did a lot of things right. 
And I think there are a lot of weak points in the movie. Mm. To me, and anybody's welcome to agree. I don't with know. Me, Mark seems uh, cyborg. Mark seems to agree I with think you. I think he agrees more that there's not anything. I'm good restraining movie. myself right now. I think well, the look of Venom simple. is a thousand times better oh, in this on. movie than it is for a comic book fan who wants to see Venom brought to life on screen. That scene with him and the SWAT team. I think that's the best Venom's ever looked in a movie. I agree. I think the actor they played, uh, uh, Drake. Carlson Drake. Yeah. I don't think that role was right for him. I could agree with that. I didn't feel he was very menacing. I no, didn't, he's not. I didn't he's buy not. It. Although no. you don't really expect it from him, and I think that's kind of the point, because at first you're, I mean, when you first encounter with him, he's talking to those kids right like isn't that the first time you see him is when he's talking to yeah. those kids. and he's he comes off as like such a good guy and then all of a sudden he's a bad guy but i think at that point you kind of already know that he's a shithead because mm-hmm. <laughs> tom hardy <laughs> figures that out early well tom hardy does not he figures that out the wrong way yes, and, and that's another aesthetic they go into really like about that. eddie brock as a character is that he's already had his disgrace in new york they don't bring up Peter Parker. They don't bring up anything. Mm-hmm. It just, they, they just say it as you reported a story you shouldn't have, and now you're in San Francisco. Well, this movie already started off at a disadvantage. It's a Spider-Man universe movie that cannot reference Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. Might as well just take him out of New York City, put him in San Francisco. We all grew up, the, those of us who did grow up as Venom fans, they will always be together. Yep. Spider-Man and Venom. So this was just jarring to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then seeing them trying to pivot around it really shows the cracks in the story yeah. to me. You know, the bringing in the Life Foundation and having the symbiotes all there. And and they even, I think, tried to shout at the, or look at the comics that were coming out and saying, oh, they come from a planet of symbiotes. That's only recently been one of those things that they started to tackle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Having Null brought into the fold and the god of the symbiotes and there being millions and millions where he comes from. So how how do they play into that now? Is it just and a bunch of juicy things rolling around on yeah, a planet? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Wait, one of those oil squeezy balls. Do they have like uh, elevators and buildings and razor no. scooters or is it just blobs <laughs> blobbing around? I think it's just blobs you blobbing around. You know what? Around. I, I want to bring attention to the fact that you've brought razor scooters into this podcast twice already. What's going on? What do you want for Christmas, Mark? Oh, man. I mean, two Razor scooters. <laughs> a red and a blue one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll... it's tough. Like, I had some great Razor razor scooting adventures in high school. I used to ride around my Hudson, Florida town. Yeah. He used to have one of those leather biker jackets, and it just had, in the back, it had stitched Scoot Boys. Oh, but my. But it was B-O-I-Z. Born to Scoot. <laughs> Born to Scoot. I can't get yeah. past Hudson, Florida. <laughs> Yeah, this New, was in the 90s, too. You put Richie right here, was... buddy. Yeah. We were oh, neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So what was your opinion of this movie? Because I said I thought Venom was a better movie. I liked it. Now, you gave me one of your classic marks. Oh, like you had a lot of shit to say when I said that. So what was your opinion of Venom as a, as a whole? Robot Mark or Mark Mark? You, Mark Mark. <laughs> we really okay. got to get this down. Yeah, so uh, a cyborg Mark. I mean, no, I, okay. <laughs> So I, I had low expectations going in. I, I remember seeing the trailer and kind of like an Eminem song and he's on a, a motorcycle, yeah. not going uphill. And I'm like, there's a motorcycle chasing Venom? Uh, and I, I was always intrigued by the cast. I mean, you have Oscar winning Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, who was super hot. Uh, you had uh, Tom Hardy. You had the dude from Veep. 
Yeah, the lady from Parks and Rec. I yeah. mean, it was just such a unique cast. I was a little worried about Ruben Fleischer. Like the only movie I really dug of his was Zombie Land, and he did have a lot of problems with Tom Hardy on set over the script. So I, I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't, I wasn't too excited. It looked kind of like a really bland film. What kind of but problems I, over the script were they having? Do you know anything about that? Well, Hardy hated it. I mean, he he really uh, so like he just had issues with it, and so he he was telling people, guys, we got it. Like he. So I know some people who worked on this because like, they, they shot in Atlanta and they just talked about how much Hardy cared for this movie. Like he put everything into it yeah. and he just wanted the script to be better. And I think that does reflect in the film. But I guess since I love it so much, if someone posted this thing where they're like, Tom Hardy is incredibly sweaty during this movie. He looks about three seconds from death. Yeah. He never takes his shirt off. He's always sweaty. He's always nervous. And it, it's just something different for me. I mean, Hardy's when he's putting his arms up and down. When he's, you know, he put an earbud in his ear with pre-recorded Venom dialogue to react with that on set. Yeah. He, he just, he made it interesting. Just his freakouts, his screams, his cheeky scream into the bathtub and just the, the tater tots. And what sold it for me is when, cause I'm, listen, I own all the Marvel movies. Like I worked on a few of them. Like I dig that world. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. There's a scene where Venom goes like on my planet, like I'm a loser I'm just a loser. like you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that sold the movie for me. It's just, I'm so tired of like these super cool dudes becoming more super cool. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's just, it's just like, I'm a cool guy. Now I'm really cool. And I understand my future. Like, yeah. This one's about like this sweaty guy who gets a symbiote and they eat people's heads and they're trying to get his girlfriend back. Right. And it's weird. And it, I don't know. For me, like down in the dumps. Yeah, right? It's just Captain America is just a super pious dude. Uh, Tony Stark's this billionaire who had all this money given to him. And right. just Thor's a, the, a god a god. He's like, oh, easy, easy, easy. I'm going to smash coffee mugs and people will love me even though I'm destroying coffee mugs that I bought by a diner. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, hmm. it, I don't know. Well, I'm this, this I, I, be, I don't know either. Because, go ahead. Cyborg. I was going to say this may yeah. be where you hate Eddie Brock as a whole from the comics because he's a high school jock, he's a bully, he he's a world class up. athlete. Yeah. yeah, and he just he he picks on people, and then he all of a sudden gets the Venom symbiote and becomes a super version of the high school asshole that you know him as. Right, and so, he hates the one thing he can't beat, which is Spider Man. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know. I don't, I'm not saying I, I want to see Tom Hardy take a shirt off and not be eccentric with it, but at the same time, I just was like, I don't know. I didn't I didn't really know where they were going with it, to be completely they honest. They didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of the problem. They, they had the Life Foundation, and they really couldn't, I don't know. I didn't like the gentleman who played Drake, like I said. I, I thought he was kind of forgettable. He didn't intimidate me at any point. You know what no, I mean? I there have that. been intellectuals in movies who severely intimidate, you know, like mm -hmm. your Hannibal Lecter's not trying to put them up next to each other. But there's a way to do that mm -hmm. and do it right. He came off more like a tech nerd than anything yeah. else, yes. and I kind of yep. see it as that. I j okay, so I thought this movie was cast really well. I was actually excited for this movie when it came out. 7-15, Thursday showing, yep. first one in the seat, in line. I was ready for a good Venom movie. The visuals looked good. The trailer looked iffy, but the special effects looked really good, especially the scene where they're driving the bikes and the tendrils come out and yep. smack the the guy, other guys on bikes together. I was like, okay, I'm on board for this. Yeah. I'm a big, uh, Ed, uh, I almost said Ed Hardy, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> Tom <Wow>. Hardy fan. <laughs> and uh, I just, the writing in this is just atrocious to me. 
And it may be just me being extra picky about it. And that might be it because I'll, I'll give a little bit of my two cents because I didn't know really a whole lot about Venom outside of Spider-Man and outside of Jack's love for Venom. <laughs> I mean, I knew that he was super cool, but I didn't really know a, a whole lot of anything about him. And my first look at Venom was Spider-Man 3. So yeah. there you go. There, oh, so it's only uphill from there. Right. So for me... <laughs> uphill chase. Right. <laughs> so for me, I really, really liked the Venom movie, the Venom movie, and I still do. But even like the further... The, like the more I learn about symbiotes, the the more I'm kind of pulling that love back because I mean we just did no. the symbiote episode last week and we've seen the life foundation. You've seen the grander scale of we everything. We haven't. We didn't get to see Phage. We didn't get to see uh, really the true riot Scream because we didn't get riot. to see Scream. Like we haven't seen the you just life saw foundation. Slightly red venom. Right. That's all you saw. And you and know we- you know that they have five symbiotes, but you don't mm-hmm. know anything about them. And at this point, I'm not convinced that they're coming back. So that where is that in the storyline? See, that's all that shit. That's so my cool. main complaint. Like, when I when I bitch about the writing, the writing kind of seems like it's a movie from the early two thousands. It's kind of yes, in the class of I love it. Ghost Rider, <laughs> Daredevil, Electra. Electra. Oh, to me, it's in that same family, and that just me might be me being extra picky. But Venom was not done any justice in this movie. Is it a bad movie? No, I don't think it's a bad movie. Was he given more justice than Spider Man Three? No. Oh. Absolutely not. But can I ask you? Can I then ask you guys a Spider Man three? Yeah. Not, not was he in given, then. Yeah. Oh, oh, then yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but like, here's the thing: like, like they could like, especially talking about all the symbiote stuff we've been talking about. Can you imagine what a comic accurate Venom movie could be, with yeah. knowing all the grand those? scale of the yeah. universe? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think they were doing one of those things where we know people want to see Venom. Yeah. People want to see it, so. But it's almost Spider like they made the Man same and, mistake twice. They're, they just yeah. did that again. They're like, just make a Venom movie. Yeah, yeah. I and, think it, it, maybe it was a little rushed. And it's just like, okay, just Venom, and he's fighting another Venom, and then, uh, you know, we'll do this, some cool action scenes. And then in the trailer, like, all the action set pieces are in the trailer, Yeah, which is always disappointing to me when I get to the movie. There are some pivotal moments in that trailer yeah, that like you're supposed to be big reveals. Yeah, like fighting with Riot. Yeah. yeah, that was supposed to be a big reveal, and that's yeah. just like, oh, that was in the trailer. Yeah. But that's a that's a commonplace for all Spider-Man movies until it went back to Marvel anyway. So yeah. I think they set up the world well, though, because I, I was never a Venom fan. Uh, uh, for me, I know I know what the symbiotes now. They bond with someone. They have to have a good host. Mm-hmm. And OK, this is the question I was going to ask. There's been about 7000 variations of every comic book character. Yeah. yeah and, sure. and it seems like a lot of people have one that they love. And if a movie doesn't represent that sometimes, even though it's kind of like another graphic novel, it's another variation of mm-hmm. of the character, people really hate it when it doesn't sort of gel with their with their preconceived notions. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, with that with that said, I mean, do you still think do you, I mean, did they set up the character well enough to expand? We know there's a home planet. We know that Carnage is coming back. We know what Venom's all about. So they've established that and it already made 900 million. So do you think they can build from there? You know, I definitely think that, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. I definitely think that they can expand. I just think that they're, at this point, with him already being in San Francisco, the situation that went down with, with Life Foundation, and we were missing all these symbiotic stories, I think that we can he can grow from it, but I think that there's a lot of stuff that we've now left in the dust that likely isn't going to come back. I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, they they made mention, and we basically saw all these different symbiotes, but not 
latching on and, and yeah. connecting with anybody, and they're all dead now. So it's like, well, now what? They've breezed through mm. like seven years of comic books yeah. in an hour and a half. Well, oh wow. Th th there's another thing from what people now know of the symbiotes. Like you say, you weren't a big Venom fan, and now you know that, oh, they, they need a, a good host where they'll die. In the comics, they don't need a good host. A good host is how powerful it makes them. They yeah. can survive without people. And a good match, like Eddie Brock and Venom, makes them accentuate that power all the more. So being such a good host is what makes it so good. So I don't like the fact that they said they'll die without a host. Yeah, it makes them uh, seem because weak. Because to not. me, it, it does make them seem a little weak, but it also, it's dismissing characters before they're born. Yep. So maybe the problem that they won't bond with anybody, and then you leave them as kind of that looming Mm -hmm. figure in the background oh well this one was able to bond with eddie let's up the testing and keep killing people to find that perfect bond it's for this for one and this one and this one purposes. instead of them dying yeah. and getting that that kind of <laughs> and then here's a, here's another thing that to that point so you're one who loves movie math and statistics and all that kind of stuff when they find riot he jumps onto the dead astronaut from the time he jumps on the dead astronaut he jumps on the paramedic once he jumps on the paramedic, he jumps on the, the old, old lady, lady in the fish market. From the old lady in the fish market, he jumps on the little girl. From the little girl, he then jumps on to Drake. And from then Drake, oh, now all of a sudden he's got a perfect match. All these other symbiotes are dying within a day. And you can't tell me that this Asian woman was walking from that car accident all the way to a major city in less than that time. Because you're 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 sending mixed signals to, to to me at that point. And the other one, didn't she travel like literally across the world? Yeah, she got on the plane as the little girl and went from the little girl yeah. from uh, you know whatever country Wherever they were in she was, yeah. to the United States, more specifically San Francisco, to go find Carlton Drake. And, oh, that's a plot hole. I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, and I get that. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I I didn't really like about that. But to your last question of what's do you think there's room to expand? It's lazy writing. I will tell you that yeah. it's very lazy writing. I want a movie with her on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Just... That that would be a creepy ass movie to have a little girl with Riot inside of her the entire time, and just seeing Riot eventually get tired of the of trying to act like he's a little girl. Symbiotes on the plane. Yeah. yeah. Sam Jackson. <laughs> oh, boy. But not to mention, not to mention, oh, he's, is he going the whole time, hi, mommy, or is the kid, mom like, yo, something's wrong with my kid. Yeah. Hasn't blinked in four hours. Right. She's just Watching sitting in Deep blue sea on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, symbiotes can be a grand part of this Marvel universe. Um, we talked about it last week where uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., the the agency in the Marvel universe, considers symbiotes its greatest threat to the world. Mm -hmm. So... They took a whole universe of things, uh, Avengers-style assembly of different characters, and smushed it into this one little thing, and then killed them. Basically, and so so like, it's like that'd be like if Iron Man, Thor, Captain America—they all died at the beginning, at the end of the first Avengers movie, and they're like, "Well, we got some other stuff. There's yeah. another guy." Actually, it, it would be as if they were all in Iron Man One, and only Iron Man moves on. Yeah, exactly. And they all died in the beginning of Iron Man One. But, so it's just—it's, I just. I'm bitching about a wasted opportunity for a really cool universe. Right. right. And the, and so, like, obviously we saw hints at the end of the movie that we're getting the uh, 
Well, but that's what the I was. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, that's, that's what I was getting to. You asked to. Are there aspects of the character that can move on that we can continue to grow this universe? And I was going to say, you you say everybody likes a different variation, a different story element to themselves. I like that Venom is this big, bad, imposing guy, and then he spits out the absolute worst, most imposing of all the symbiotes, in my opinion, in Carnage. And then this big bad guy almost feels bad and responsible and has to deal with that. And I like that back and forth between Venom and Carnage. <laughs> my wife could tell you I'm wearing a Venom and Carnage shirt right now. I love that dynamic. And I, I'm like, that's why I'm still hopeful. Because yeah. Tom already obviously loves the character. And that's something we say on the podcast all the time. When you see somebody going to portray a comic book character that's near and dear to your heart, it's very important for them to love the character as much as you do. Mm -hmm. I need a what picture led you, of you with What that led shirt you on. to your love of, love of Venom? Is it the kind of... Like some people, so I've been reading about what made this movie a hit, and like there, people love the buddy aspect. That the marketing in China was insane; it was a massive hit out there. Uh, but I, it seems like everyone was drawn towards the buddy dynamic. Were you more drawn towards the Brock symbiote, like the wish, like he's a human who can also eat heads? Like what, what led you to Venom and your love of Venom? <laughs> the eating heads doesn't do it for me. My, my love for Venom as an overall character, I loved his arc from being I'm a super bad guy to, uh, I don't know, a chaotic neutral, mm -hmm. to at now where he is in the comics, he's almost, a, he's a good guy. He's been invited to join the Avengers. I like that internal struggle and, and how he deals with the things that he's screwed up and the things that maybe he didn't do right. I mean, he now sees Spider-Man all the time. And in this most recent run called Absolute Carnage, he even has to team up with Spider-Man for the majority of that. And he's come to terms with it. He's he's uh he's grown from it. Now, I wouldn't call it necessarily the buddy aspect, but I definitely like the dynamic between Venom and Eddie. Um, mm -hmm. because they've gone through it all too. You know what I mean? There's been times when Eddie's been beaten and Venom's been beaten and they've been separated for a long time. That's a good story called separation anxiety. It's really good. Hmm. And I don't know. He, he's just one of those guys. Obviously, I love the look. I love the fact that he could be a hero and still look like he's about to bite your head off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's kind of a volatile situation. There's a situation in uh, a series called Lethal Protector when he first shows up and says, you know what? I'm going to be a good guy. I'm not going to be this imposing, scary dude. I don't like this. And he shows up and his bank is getting robbed. And he does. He straight up eats a bank robber. And then the lady looks at him like he's a monster. He's like, yo, I just saved your life. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And him playing that balance back and forth. I don't know. That's what I love about Venom. That he only eats bad guys. So does Venom chew and Eddie Brock swallows the body? How does that work? So I think. Whoa. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think That's the most bizarre. Like, I'm now like thinking about Because where does it go? Like, I think his mouth is right behind I, his mouth. I think the symbiote has its own means of consuming the mass that so you comes think it in. only goes like an inch in and then goes down yeah something like that mm. because look well here's the thing let's also look Wait, at how big venom I'm is so and how confused. small eddie brock is true so the venom's like a super suit around him it's yeah. like an iron man suit yeah. yes so if he shoves a head down poor tom hardy's mouth he's dead <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it's isn't a there a story. point in the movie when tom hardy is like did we just eat a person yeah <laughs> so he's along for the ride venom essentially symbiotes can't act on their own. 
They really so where's can. his head going? The, yeah. it, it's being Ed, absorbed into the symbiote itself because there's Ed that was, Hardy swallowed that head. Ed, Ed Hardy. <laughs> Ed Hardy, Ed Hardy did. damn it. <laughs> Way to go, this Rob. Gr- Wait. <laughs> oh, do you like alternate? So if he wants to have a nice gin and tonic, Venom has to kind of get off yeah. his head so yes. Hardy can drink it. Hundred yeah. percent. Now they both ingest whatever goes into the body, I guess. So at some point, I think Tom Hardy may not necessarily be eating a human, but some of that protein might be getting into his doo-doo. Oh, wait, gross. wait, wait, wait. So how, <laughs> how does the head fit through his throat? It's chewed by the massive symbiote jaw. I never see him chewing. Yeah, well, listen, that's well, a plot hole. what's behind the massive bad writing symbiote That's another jaw. plot hole. That's lazy writing. <laughs> Definitely. We want to know the digestion cycle. Yes. Yes. We really need to break this down. We need to go to... Hold on, hold on, hold on. If only we knew somebody who broke stuff down like this. Well, no, we need to go to uh, reach out to like a medical school and say, we need to know with symbiotic organisms... Because those are real. If one... They are. there are some. Not not like symbiotes like in the comics, but tapeworms and... Continue with what you're going to say because this question will never actually come up with someone in the medical field because... Where does the protein go? Because I we we don't, not that I know of mm. in this world, have a symbiotic organism that's larger than its host. It's yeah. always the other way around. Yeah. So I don't think we'll ever figure this out. That's, that's interesting. Tom Hardy's because... about five nine. Venom's <laughs> about seven foot. Does yeah. Tom Hardy get stretched? No, no, it doesn't. That's just that that. The only thing we know for sure is his bigger. head is right behind his head. Yeah. Because it opens so up, up and it's the right air? there. Yeah, he must be. He must be on stilts. It's like <laughs> standing on stilts. Yeah, yeah. And Hardy is standing on three milk crates. That's oh, right. Oh, gosh. I really got to get to the bottom of this now because Carnage is much smaller than uh, than Venom. However, Cletus Cassidy, I think, would eat a human head. Oh, absolutely. Yes. He's that so, crazy. Okay, here's the one thing that can't move forward from this movie: Woody Harrelson's wig. That cannot move <laughs> forward in this movie. And there that have is been the worst. There have been several photos. It has not. Oh, I hope my. it does. I Me love, too. I want him having that way. Like Jupiter Ascending, that movie's insane. It costs two hundred million. I want weird. Give me a weird haircut. Why I, does he have an eight dollar wig on? I don't care because it's so comic accurate, and I loved it. Why does he have an eight dollar wig? He does, but it's it looks so perfect. Mark, you're on your computer, correct? Mark, uh, Mark Hoffmeyer, not Cyborg Mark. Mark Cy- Cyborg Mark always human has a computer Mark working. and Cyborg Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> human Mark. Yeah, you have a computer right now. Type sure. in. Cletus Cassidy and take a look at that gentleman there and we'll do it on our phones collectively here and tell me Woody Harrelson's wig is not on the money to the dollar we'll hit the Google song you're googling it I'm not, I'm not finding Let's what you're see. looking for. Uh, this is a comic book character from 1990. It do, from the 1990s. It does not need comic accurate hair. Oh, oh it does. Yeah. Like this one would be good. I'm kind of. Like I guess I'm kind of seeing it, but it's it's not nearly the 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 fluffiness of Harrelson. <laughs> it doesn't have quite the volume. He didn't use Pantene Pro V in in prison. <laughs> There's a lot of fluffy hair in there. It just there it looks is. like a carrot top cosplay. Like it looks really bad. You want even more bang for your buck? Look up Eddie Brock's haircut in uh, oh, Lethal Protector. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Look that up. It's Eddie basically Brock, a blonde Brock. mullet. Oh boy. See, looks, so not everything needs to be comic accurate. It looks <laughs> it looks very run and gun. Yeah. Uh, it, let's see. I'm, oh yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Tom I'm Hardy could you. have a mullet. It's he fine. really. It, you know it. what though? Here's the funny thing. Tom Hardy could have a mullet. For this movie, chicks would still love him. 
They would yeah. still flock in droves to see Eddie Brock with a mullet. Do you know how they advertise this in China? No, please no. tell me. So this movie made, uh, I think, something like $250 million in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, it basically overperformed, like performed better than Star Wars movies. Like It made bank. But they released these photos of, of Eddie Brock at, or Venom holding like an umbrella over his girlfriend's head or carrying her luggage. Hmm. So he's basically a good boyfriend is the way it was marketed in China. Gentleman Venom. I like it. I love that. Give that man a monocle. And so if you look up the like the the way that they advertise it, it's pretty cute. I'm going to look it up like right they, You know what? Like they, that's that's going uh, with the post for this episode right now. And, and so what did you type in your Google to get on the watch list and find this information? To get on the watch list. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's on a subway and he has his arm around the person oh my keeping God. him still. He has <laughs> an umbrella marketing. up. Uh, people adored this movie over there. And also like, it's so on, on various websites, there's a lot of fan fiction about Eddie and Venom being best friends. I mean, the movie was a massive hit. It's so kawaii. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, wow. So this movie made a lot of money. And also, so I looked at the the weekend grosses of it. I mean, this movie opened up with $90 million. I mean, it kinda, I think it shows the power of Venom. But its drop wasn't terrible. I mean, it dropped about 56%, which isn't terrible for a, a movie. went to 35 eight, Like It had a decent run in theaters. Why did this movie connect with non-Venom fans, do you yeah. think? Uh, why did it connect with non uh, fans? Tom you know Hardy, why? Maybe that's that's a big aspect of it. And as much as, um, as much as comic book movies are big right now, and a lot of people do know Venom, I think unless you are a Venom fan, you probably don't know a lot about him, and it looks super different. Yeah. And you look at the aesthetic of Venom; he's huge. He's black he's imposing he has the drooling tongue and the razor sharp teeth and then they go by the way this guy's a hero it's the same reason we all loved him those who read the comics in the in the 90s yeah okay so i'll tell you a story of when i went to that premiere it was like i said thursday to 7 15 that first showing during the first 20 minutes of the movie i can hear a group of guys behind me talking like who is he what is it's venom it's a symbiote. I can hear these conversations <laughs> happening behind me. And I'm like, ah, first time. Okay, I get it. Yeah. And then so the whole movie goes along, and then the movie ends. And I'm sitting next to my brother-in-law, who's a huge Spider-Man fan. And we kind of looked at each other silently, like just not knowing what to say. And all I hear from behind me is, that was fucking awesome! And we burst out laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> so there's there's your there's your thing. It started off with what's this in my out? To that was fucking awesome. Yeah, and, and, and I and there's think, the journey. <laughs> but you know what? That actually validates exactly what you said, Mark. A, a, a human, Mark, is um you know you didn't know much about it, and at the end of it, you felt like you were educated. You learned a little bit about him, and you were excited to see where it was going. Whereas some classic fans were like, oh man. Yeah. There was so much room. And you know what? I, I'm 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 prone to changing my mind on things because I say this a lot that, oh, you know, uh, you're going to change things. Like with, with Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. that's one of mine that I'm not a huge. Oh, I love it. I, see, I'm not a huge fan of it because I like the World War Hulk or the Planet Hulk story arc, and I like the Ragnarok story arc. And you may not have read those and know how they go or what the potential is, and you just look at it at face value for what it is. Mm -hmm. So 
and I don't mean to assume that about you. You may know both those story arcs and know a lot about it, but I, I animated those things, man. What are you talking about? I was the illustrator. <laughs> he was, I was the illustrator, Mark Hoffmeyer. Explain the two of those to me. Call. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the thing, too. I try and separate because I'm yeah. a comic book fan, and sometimes I try and take things for what they're worth. And a lot of stuff in the MCU has been changed from yeah. what we know. Yep. But to me, those are enjoyable movies that I can sink into and go, okay, this is diff This is not the Age of Ultron I know, but this is a really good movie that I'm enjoying. Yeah. I looked at this I want to know something. I yeah. want to know something, guys. Sure. Sorry to interrupt. No. Uh, tell me your top three favorite superhero movies. And I know I blatantly interrupted. I feel terrible now, but I'm going to keep going and ignore oh. that. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> Just push through, brother. Push through. It's too late. I had, keep going. I had doubts there, but like right. when you're roller skating up, uphill, man, you just got to. <laughs> oh, my God. And, there's the, and there it was. There's the movie. Fuck the Segway. Fuck the Raider Scooter. I want to see people rollerblading uphill. That's amazing. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I want to see Blade ice skating uphill. That's yeah. beautiful. Terrible. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Is that where you got that from? Yeah, that's right. I, I want to do the math to see how, like, what hill you get up quickly on. But I kind of just want to know okay. your taste as far as superhero movies, okay. just to kind of know what you love. Okay. So uh, kind of understand where you're all coming from. If I, guess. I am so all, looking all at of us. number one, for, how do we want to do this? Do we want to just say our three and just then Just go for on? your three. Because yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to put them in order. Like all superhero But I know movies? what the three are. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to put mine in order either. That's an excellent point. Uh, However, I do know my number one, and that is Dark Knight. Mm. Dark Knight with Heath Ledger is uh, easily my favorite comic book movie. I think it's fantastic. From start you know, to finish. Okay. I figured out how much cash is in that pile. Really? How much? Uh, uh, so I figured out the number. If you go he, to film he's discussing theory, the the scene when he's burning yeah, the mobs he's burning half the of the money. money. Yeah, yep. I wrote an article and now it's on film theory. Uh, so go on YouTube, film theory, and it has like two point four million views. It's pretty Damn. popular. Pat's all on back. That's awesome. Yeah, so I figured out the amount of cash. So you should watch that video. You'll love it. Okay, well then don't spoil it for sure. Tell me afterwards. But I uh, and also send me the link so when I post this. Uh, I'll be able to post links to that as well. So what are your other two? Yeah, then? Give the, you just give your top three. I have to go with um, the first Avengers mm -hmm. is up there as well. That was just such a kiddie moment for me to see that. And I'm going to sneak one in on you guys. Okay. You're all going to be like, wow, what? I don't know. I might not. Fantastic Four, 1994. Blade. Okay. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Beautiful film. Yeah, that's a great yeah. movie. Blade. I think the that is the patriarch of the superhero movies we have today doesn't get that enough credit movie. i also figured out how much blood came out of those sprinklers oh Here, lord have mercy. here's here can you figure this out too uh, may he rest in peace i love him so much chadwick boseman but why is he the first black lead in a comic book movie yeah it's and there's steel yeah. uh there's a few like yeah. it just i hate how blade gets forgotten about because blade was huge in 98 so without amazing. blade you don't get the other ones i think nope. i really think that and yeah, I mean, Wesley Snipes is not going to... And then they try to push him out with Blade Trinity. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, that's the thing. Although I think Mershahala Mur Ali is going to do a fantastic job. I think he he's going to knock it out of the park. But, I mean, dude, Wesley Snipes was so into that movie. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. went around and did the press tours as Blade, not as Wesley Snipes, in character. It makes a difference, man. You're right. And that goes back to what I said. When actors love the role that they're playing, it shows the final product. I'm still trying to figure mine so out. So that's it. Dark Knight, Avengers, and Blade. And I wanted to say Endgame so bad. Honorable mention. Mm. I'm going to go with Infinity War, actually, over Endgame. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Aquaman. Ooh. Not in any particular order. Mm. 
That's a mm. tough one. Mine, Batman 89. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and it's like an eight-way tie for number I three. I was going to say, it was hard, but I know that those are in my top ten. So those are like a- obs- absolute top in my top ten. So I just went with those. Spider-Man Homecoming. That is a good Ooh, movie. Great movie. That is a good one. Michael Keaton. Fantastic. Really? <laughs> Chef's kiss for old Michael Keaton. Oh, huh? absolutely. That was only can I tell you double Keats. Can I oh, tell the you Guardians, Guardians. I'm sorry. double Keats? Yeah, two Keats. Can I tell you my favorite part of that movie? Mm. That movie is the first time I've ever really felt for a superhero in like an emotional way. That's Spider-Man, man. When That's he, the way he should be. When he is trapped under the brick. And he's oh, crying yeah. because he's so afraid and he doesn't know how he's going to get out. I felt myself like I was, I felt like I was looking at my son and I just was <laughs> like, oh my God, I want to help him so bad. That kid connect. Yeah, he can, man. Tom Holland. All right, Mr. Human Mark. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so Unbreakable. Oh, okay. that's my favorite of all nice. time. Okay. okay. Uh, Spider Man 2. Spider-Man I love that two movie. Has, I you think did mention Dr. Octopus. Yeah. 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 I love the human. I love the scene where he hurts himself on the subway and the people pick him up and carry him. Yeah, How iconic. That's true. It, like, Shout that's, out to Joey Diaz. Yeah. Like just the, 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 the and then Doc Ock, you like him. Yeah. I mean, when he gets killed during that, that scene where his arms take over and when he gets the thing snapped onto his neck and, mm-hmm. and just the, the humanity in it. And I just think that's my favorite part. And then my third one, I would have to say Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because it's just I'm weird. Wow. I like hey, it. Louise. Hey, hey, hey. I, I so respect that. And it is so your MO, human Mark, because <laughs> of the fact that and when that movie came out, you can ask Megan, anybody. I raved about it because that is the kind of superhero movie I like because it's not the cliche bull crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's even, nice. Even it's... the part at the end where Lawrence Fishburne's like, I, I'm not going to help you for this. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. And they're able to find reason in a different a different outcome. It's not like every other movie where the bad guy has to die and the bad guy has to be stopped at all costs. They are able to find a way world ending situations. I like it, and, and you stay away I'm, from that. You don't need yeah, that every right. single time. Right. Unbreakable is perfect because of how human it is. It's just. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the villain, Mr. Glass, it, and his logic. It's very simple, but he's just thinking my bones shatter. There's, I think there's someone else out there whose bones don't shatter. Right. And his acts are horrible, but just watching uh, David Dunn bench press, the, the joy on his kid's face, his kid wants to shoot him. I mean, it's so human. And when yeah. he battles that person in the red, uh, orange jumpsuit, it's nightmare fuel. It's really scary. Yeah. And so for me, like, I, I guess... I, I guess I really like character driven. So I guess that's why I really like this movie Venom because of just Tom Hardy going for it and the two of them bonding and Venom saying he's a nerd. And at the end, like, we're going to get her back. She doesn't know it. It's I don't know. Yeah. I, it's just, I, I like them weird. I like them more on a human level. And I really don't. I'm never really bothered about comic sticking close to those. Like I was a huge X-Men fan. I never really worried about those sticking to it mm. as long as I kind of enjoyed the ride. Gotcha. So. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why I lean towards Venom. I just like the funkiness of it, and I like the more human focus of it, and the sweatiness, and the lobster eating. And also, like, <laughs> Tom Hardy, right? Like, I love the little touches. He always grabs two beers out of the fridge because he knows yeah. he's going to drink his first one quick. Yep. There's there's neat little moments in it that 
uh, get lost. And and for me, like that's what I like the most are those time. I, I really gravitate towards the tiny moments, and this one has some really good ones. Well, yeah, let- even the the uh, part where he's on top of the uh, the news network building, and Venom's like jump. And he's like, yes. go into the elevator. He's like, pussy. Yes. <laughs> like, that's so good. It really is so good. Well, let me pose this question. This movie was originally set to have an R rating and have a more horror feel to it. Do you think it would have been better shot that way? Because at the last minute, they they pivoted and said, okay, if we ever want this to be in the MCU, it's got to be PG-13, supposedly. That was a decision that was made. And for a wider release and a larger box office and everything else. I, I think... Uh, it would have done well, and, and 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 Tom Hardy's the guy to capture that because you say he goes for it. That's what he's known for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think Mad Max Fury Road, you think Bronson, you think uh, what's the movie where he's a gangster in London? Oh, uh, uh, he plays both Law- parts. Yeah, yeah, Legend, Legend, yeah, and even Lawless. Lawless. I mean, he's known to go for it, um, but I think. They're going, you just laugh at me, human mark? Well, no, so that movie, sorry, that movie Lawless, I laugh whenever I think about it because I, I was trying to get a job on the set, and so I snuck into a casting call, and I gave the worst performance ever as a, <laughs> like, a hillbilly trying to fight them, mm-hmm. and then I went and snuck into the production office and gave them my resume. <laughs> <laughs> and how'd it go? I love I- your scenes. I will be blackmailed if if I become famous. They're going to post those videos, and I'm going to have to retire to <laughs> Alaska because they're horrible. That's incredible. But yeah, whenever I think about that movie, sorry, I laugh. I just that that's my. Uh, I that's love that. That's a good tidbit. That I had no idea. But um, so so back to your question with the R rating and stuff like that. I don't think I I think if they backed off, it is partially because they want to be in the MCU, and the other part of that is they're saving that for the man himself, Carnage. I think yeah. if Carnage doesn't kill at least a hundred people, then maybe they didn't do Carnage justice. But in this universe, they're not going to do that. It's going to be a PG thirteen rating, or is it? It will be. Let's think about Dark Knight, right? A dude gets his head smashed into a pencil. There's there's brutal death in it. There are people just getting shot. There's people exploding. There's very visceral cell phones and bodies. Uh, it, I mean, it is just a dark brooding violent film yeah so for me i i think you can do pg-13 right so uh, that's the, just what i think and pl- i mean it made 890 million so yeah avi arad the guy who loves venom i think he was slightly justified in that do you think that i mean because we've seen massive killings in marvel movies and i when we bring up blade he kills the entire dance scene in there. I mean, not everybody, but he mm-hmm. kills a ton of people. Is it not as violent and not allowed because they're vampires and they turn into sss and they fizzle out? Yeah, like zombies, right? You can kill as many as you want because they're undead. Yeah. Uh, you can have green blood on movies. But I guess Carnage is running around murdering innocent bystanders, I would say. So that would lean heavier into Seven territory. How so, are you going to feel when this sequel comes out and it's a very light PG-13 with the same amount of violence that's in this movie. How was that going to make you feel? I'm 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 sorry, I'm talking to Jack as the the Carnage lover. I think it'll be a massive disservice to the character. Because like in this movie, I don't believe they show any of the killings. Everything is off-camera, correct? Um, It's all off-camera reaction shots. Okay, so that's the thing. That's the thing. It doesn't need to be shown on camera. I don't need to see it. It just needs to happen. But wouldn't it be that much cooler if you can actually see him bite that guy's head off? Yeah. 
<laughs> Instead yeah, of an really old was. Asian lady going, oh, my God. Aches and pains. Aches and pains. Yeah, what I mean, I don't know. You think about Carnage and stuff like that, and, and we, we read a lot of Carnage and see a lot of his his quotes and the way that he is. He's sadistic. He's there to scare you. The he's, serial killer. Right. Before he, he gets the symbiote. Right. Before he's a symbiote, he's already killed his family and several other people. And he's quoted as saying, I've already got a I've already got uh eleven life sentences. Why not we make it twelve? You know what I mean? He's that kind of guy. He's he's Cyrus the virus with a symbiote. Oh. Are you insane? According to my last psyche, Val. <laughs> <laughs> Sayonara. Sayonara. Oh, make oh, another man. move and the bunny gets it. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I get where you're at. I wish I loved an animated uh, character this much. I can't think of a... Oh, man. this uh, I like it. And this isn't... I don't know. I guess I'm the wrong person to talk to because I just like <laughs> weird, funky movies featuring people eating lobsters and tanks. Uh, that's all right. I love different perspectives because I know a little bit more about the character. And to me, when you react like that... It helps me appreciate a character more. It helps me love them more for, for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? And my wife mentioned Aquaman. He, I, I can't believe I didn't say that one, but he's not my favorite. He's my son's favorite. Mm -hmm. And I've never thought of him as a cool hero until my son, who used to have issues getting in the shower or getting water on his head, he used to freak out. He idolizes Aquaman. So watching Whoa. that movie, yeah. I was like, cool. man. <laughs> I can see why he likes him. And now I'm a huge Aquaman fan. Now I watch for everything that comes out because that's something that I can connect with him on. And it's more so than just a dude who breathes underwater to my son. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I love share these... the latest video I wrote for film theorists with y'all about uh, <laughs> Aquaman. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You're during not. that final battle. He calls in endangered species. When he already has a crack in the trident in the trench. Yeah. And yep. during the battle, if you freeze frame it, you see dead killer whales floating in the background. <laughs> Threatened species. Well, how do you know there's not more of them? That down is there just in irresponsible. Yeah. And I won't stand for it. He also killed uh, hundreds of crab people, but you didn't talk about that, did you? Oh, I did. Trust me. They got, okay. uh, they're getting attacked. The poor brine. They're just like, we're getting attacked. And yeah. then a, a thing, oh, gosh, poor, oh, man. There's a lot of property destruction in that movie, but it's so there fun. Really, yeah. And there's octopus playing drums, so you can just you don't care. That's right. It's That's DC. Right. It's all property damage. They're fighting in an underwater volcano. Let's just appreciate it for what it is. And then he kills that poor seahorse too. He's like, I'm gonna ride you in the battle, but he I think he's just trying to choke Orm's Tylosaur with that sea dragon by killing it. <laughs> this got darker by the minute. I like it. It's all about perspective. But I love Momoa. I, I think he's so good in it, man. Uh, one of my buddies who does a podcast a lot, his parents went and watched it, and they're like, we have a new favorite actor because they had never watched Game of Thrones. He's yeah. just such mm -hmm. likable. His presence is so good. It, that's the thing, presence. When he mm -hmm. first shows up on that sub, you're like, I would not want to mess with this dude. And then yeah, you see him in the bar, like. and they go, can we have a, bar, a beer with you? And he's like, yeah, come on, man. And then they party. Ah. I was like, that's oh, just, this is a good way to develop a character. But anyway, I'd love to drink with him. Yeah, me Not too. Water. Me Not too. water. That'd no. be disrespectful. Yeah, that'd be rude. <laughs> um, I, I, Sorry, I, I wasn't banging on Aquaman. So I just want to let you Hey, listen, no offense taken. I, I love it. I love it. But um, I think we have covered the stroke of uh, or the spectrum of Venom here today. I what think do you think? Have. Is there anything we've left on the table? Anything left to be done? Do, well, we do you guys want to? All right, do you want to take part in a rotten movie? Uh, draft and Ooh. so i will on movie some of the flicks i will run a rotten movie 
draft and it could be the four of us and I could put up on movie films and flicks and people can vote on it and I'll promote the alter ego podcast with each round. So it'll be the four of us and a four, you know, like winner takes all two, two matchup. And we each pick five rotten superhero movies. Oh, and this is, this is good because, (laughs) because somebody's going to have that first round pick and then everybody else is going to have to adjust their list. I'm so in. And thank you, by the way, for involving Alter Ego in the horror tournament yeah, that happened. Yeah, for real. Yeah, you did good. Y'all did good. I went around, and then I, I feel like somebody involved the Dominion software and was shifting votes over to the other person I was going against. I'm not going to involve the attorneys at this point, but it's all right. We lost. No recounts? <laughs> No, no, no jokes. I was like, Mark, can you believe I lost? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that team. Yeah, it was a good team. Hey, you got through one round. That, my wife won it all. I'm did she really? Good for her. Yeah. Is she, she who I lost to? Is that why? Did I go against her and you voted for her? Of course. You biased son of a gun. Yeah. No, she's it's all one. good. We would love to be a part of a terrible movie draft. I can't yes. wait to win. I'm very excited. You have no idea what's coming. <laughs> all right. So y'all pick the order. I don't want to pick. Uh, oh, we've got to do the number randomizer. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Buddy. We've got a random. 100%. Random. Are we doing this okay. right now or are we doing it later? No, I no let's do it right now. Let's do it. Oh we can do it quick. God. Oh, shit. Two rounds? Okay. Everybody gets two picks, and then we're going to do the random random number generator. I'll do one through four. Okay. Okay. We ready for this? Sure. Mm. Yeah. One through four. Let me get to the random number generator. All right. Hold on. Hold on. You guys talk about something super Superhero movies. Yeah. And this is rotten but- as in, like, not good. Yeah, oh, so under 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. on Their tomato meter's under 60%. Does, it, does a cinematic release qualify it as a, as uh, a movie? No. You can, you can go, as long as it's a superhero movie that is rotten, you can use it. Okay. Okay. Superhero movie that's rotten. I don't really know if I like that. How about this? I like we, it because Venom's rotten. We'll so draft our teams right theme. now, but see, I don't, I don't know all the rotten movies. I already got my first pick. Right? I just, and I just know what the bad movies are. It's got to be under Ugh. what percent? Sixty percent. Damn it! So, so Everybody, get we'll off your pick, phones. What are you doing? I'm doing let's the do random it. number let's, generator. Let's each, okay. let's each I don't have three. a clue if it'll we, be we under sixty percent. Three picks. How's that? Because five might take forever. You guess. Okay. Oh, you right. really, you really have to guess. Yeah, I'm I not touching right. my phone. I thought, it, up. I thought it had to be under sixty percent okay. in order to I'm qualify. Going, here's I'm going to go first. I'm taking Punisher War Zone. Okay, 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 okay. Oh. So hold on, we got Mark going first. So Mark, that's going to make you number three. Ooh. So I'll take one. That'll be me. I'll go next. And then you two. Which ones want to go next? I'll go next. Megan, and Bat and Cleanup <laughs> is the cyborg. So wait, but what if we don't know if it's under sixty percent? Okay, Mark, you've got War Zone. Yeah, Punisher War Zone. So uh, just type in, the, if you have your phone, just type in the name and then Hold it'll on. pop we've up on a, the very bottom. You'll see if it's fresh or rotten. We got a computer right here. Let's go with the computer. After I so learn I'm, how to create it. See, I'm just trying to keep everybody map. from typing in lowest rated superhero movies. Of course. Let's keep it here. We'll keep it fresh, right? So if somebody rotten has tomatoes. one, they want a list. Read right. it out. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. I can send you a link to a, a thing right now if you want. I found a good thing for it. Uh, we've got the site up right now, so we'll see how it is. So yours, your first one was Punisher Warzone. Mine, yep. please be under 60%. I'm going with Daredevil. Ooh. Daredevil. 44, like baby. <laughs> the Hooflack. Yeah. All right. All That's right. my first one. Daredevil. Megan, you're up. I don't think it's under 60%. Let's Thor see. Dark World. 
Thor Dark World? Everybody hates that movie. Oh, yeah. You're... That's 65. Oh, oh, so close. Uh, Watchmen. Watchmen? That's 70. Fuck! Yeah, that one was rated pretty high. I don't know. Uh-oh. Do you um, want to pass and come back to you? Uh... He's got one that he doesn't want you to use. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know for a fact that's what uh, he's got. Oh, I just drew a blank. I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not going to be able to do this because I yes, don't know. Yes, you can. We've seen these terrible uh, movies. You know Mystery what? Men. Oh. Mystery Men. Ooh. There it is. There it is. Or League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Damn it! That was mine. Mystery <laughs> Men. Wait, what's the number it's right, got to so be at? Because Mystery Men's at sixty-one percent. Oh. Oh, it's the League of Extraordinary she said Gentlemen, LXG. right? All right, let's see that one. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, it's rotten. Is it? It's probably yeah, very it's, rotten. Yeah. I just covered it on the show. And I, yeah, League of rotten. Extraordinary Gentlemen from 2003 is ranked with... Come on. Come on! Yeah, it's 20, definitely... Oh, wait. No, no, no. Wait. That's not it. 17. Wow. Oh, my God. That is bad. I love that movie. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. I dig it. <laughs> All right. Sorry, All right. Mark. Mark, mm. what you got? Uh... Let's try Amazing Spider-Man 2. How dare you? So I'm not going to take this one, but you guys know the the Blade 1 and 2 are rotten. I did not oh. know that. I did not know yeah. Blade 1 was rotten. That's a disservice. And I'm not going to pick it. I'm going to take The Punisher with Tom Jane. <laughs> wow. You so are I'm Punisher really... Warzone with Ray Stevenson and Punisher with Tom Jane. I got a good number. Uh, Spider-Man 2 for Cyborg Mark. Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm I'm offended. What'd you go with? <laughs> Punisher. Uh, Punisher. Punisher. So Punisher Warzone and Punisher. Okay. Jeez. For number two, second round pick. I've already started the franchise here with Daredevil. What do I go with next? And I've only got three. Ugh. I mean, there's ooh. the Batman, ooh, Batman ooh, ooh, and ooh. Robin. No, no, no. That's what I'm going. What's the one with Mr. Freeze? Batman and Robin. Forever? That's Batman, Batman and forever. Ro oh, forever, maybe. Wait, no, Batman and Robin with Mr. Freeze. I can't remember which one. I can't which. remember which one it is either. Shame on uh, me. Forever's with um, uh, Jim Carrey. I think that one's rotten, too. Batman and Robin. Oh, that is. Dude. Yep, that's mine. Batman and Robin. All right. I know mine. <laughs> All right. Only because we re... Well, not super recently, but it was recently talked about on the show. Ghost Rider 2. Ooh. No, that's a good one. That's got to be rotten. That's a good that's one. A hot no way Don't even have to not. look that one up. That is a yeah, hot there's garbage. There's no way it's not rotten. Okay. Cyborg. Catwoman. Ooh. Oh, that's got to oh. be rotten, too. That's a good that one might be in the, the 40s. Can we look that one up? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, there we go. I'm taking the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Why are you? Just, you're just this guy. You've done this. Oh, my gosh. They're both 29 or 28. The Punisher movies are in the 28, 29 range. So your list consists of Warzone, Punisher, and then Punisher Dolph. That's how <laughs> I've got it written down here. Golly, now I've got to What's Catwoman at? I need to know. Nine. Nine percent? Nine percent. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I think it's going to be rated good, so I don't want to pick that one. Oh, I don't mind. How long is my timer here? Good Lord. I'm trying to I'm trying to put a variety in there of different. Me too. Uh, That's what I'm trying to do as well. You I'm got, trying to mix it up a little bit. So I've got Judge I've got Dredd mine on here. One. Spawn. Don't list them because I don't I don't How want him to take mine. Dare you bring Judge Dredd into this? He actually is. Yeah. And Spawn. I like both those movies. Well, I loved uh, Extraordinary Gentleman, and that movie yeah. obviously got off. Oh boy, <laughs> we got to talk after this. Uh, <laughs> oh, 
This will be perfect for me. The new Hellboy. Was it rotten? I oh, doubt yeah. it. It shouldn't be. 18%, I think. Or David Harbour. 18, right? You know, that you is know what 21. Else is 18, yep, you know it's my jam. You know what else is going to be on there? I, the, I, I loved uh, this movie. The Fantastic movie. Four movie, the newer one. Or not the newer All three one, of them are. Oh, Fan four of them are. All four what are? All four of the Fantastic Four movies are rotten. Gotta be. Gotta be. They're terrible. Green what Lantern. Was your <laughs> Green Lantern with Good Ryan one. Reynolds. Ooh. Green Lantern. Oh, All right. Cyborg, you are rounding it out. The last oh, pick. I got a couple of the superhero pick, rotten movie draft. I uh, picked Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I can't pick. I can't. I'm going to go with Fant Four Stick, which what is, is the 2015, the 2015 Josh Trank. Fan, fan, it's F A N T. Four, four stick. stick. It's not showing up. F A N T four. It's Fantastic stick. Four, but it's the 2015 movie where they made it cool it's and they put the four as the A. There. It has oh, to be on there. Oh, 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 yes, it is. It is. It is. Okay, Fantastic Four. All right. So if you, it, I mean, if you guys, I'll run this on MFF. So Miles it's going to be. I'll just set up a random bracket generator, and one of us will come out the winner. Nine percent. Oh God. <laughs> I'm scraping the bottom, Damn. folks. <laughs> Wow, you got say, two that are rated nine percent. I definitely wanted a Marvel and a DC movie, but I it, I struggled there for a second. Uh, you know Not what? My... I'm proud of myself. I went Marvel, DC, and Dark Horse. Oh, look at you! I went Marvel, go. DC, and what is? I mean, what is that? MGM Hellboy, Hellboy's Dark Horse. No, what is? Uh, what is? Oh, yours? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I don't know what, what that is. And then that? Marvel and then DC. What is the 2003 Ninja Turtle movie rated at? The How, all animated. The Turtles will not be in this. The turtles will not be in this. I my guarantee friend. you, there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. TMNT. Movie. Uh, yep. Is that the one you're talking about? Yep. That was actually a. I think that's a good rated movie. I feel like I should lose one of my Punishers because y'all pick very creative. None of y'all pick the Blade films. Like this is amazing. So this is like my dream. But I like the Blade draft. films, so it's hard for me. Yeah, me too. It was hard for me to pick that one. I, I, honestly, Hellboy, I loved. Daredevil, I oh, couldn't okay. stand. Batman and Robin, couldn't stand it. But those are kind of guilty pleasure movies a, a little bit. I love my Punisher movies. A guy, get, a free runner, gets blown up with a uh, rocket launcher. Punishers just like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and speaking of Punisher, he is uh, going to possibly be renewed for season three. Ooh, yeah. The Barenthal. Marvel just came out with that with Barenthal. Yeah. Have you seen the um, Netflix series? Uh uh-uh. uh. Is you it should. worth watching? The season one is for sure. Season two is kind of hot garbo. TMNT just, is thirty five percent. I'm just, I'm just Daredevil. Oh. I just didn't want to say it on the mic. <laughs> he didn't want to Don't keep things from me. Well, all right. Mark Hoffmeyer, I love you, man. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to see this. Can you please give all the alter ego fans the information about movies, films, and flicks and the stuff you got going on? Let them know so they can find it. Link me again so I can post it when I post it, but let them know. All right, yeah. So uh, I got movies, films, and flicks, movies, films, and FIX. You can go to the website. Check out all the stuff, the reviews and weird data posts. We go there. I got some weird ones coming up. And you can listen to the podcast. We just, we're just we number one in Gambia right now, and we were just number two in Vietnam. So we're nice. doing pretty well. Nice. Uh, and then Rotten Tomatoes, I work for them, so you can listen to their podcast, Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. Uh, watch the Versus videos that I do for them. Also, I write for the Film Theorists, so I have uh, some videos coming up. Just go on YouTube, Film Theorists. I guess if you type in Mark Hoffmeyer, you can see the videos I wrote. Uh, let's see. Oh, and Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. I have that going as well. So when I love so. seeing pop up in my newsfeed, I will say this. I used your argument or your your discussion video when we did our Halloween episode with the Freddy versus Jason versus Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I used you as my research basis for that episode. 
that was a fun that was fun to edit it really was I, I, uh it was fun to watch it's a good show i like working for those people i get yeah. to watch horror movies and get paid for it <laughs> <laughs> so hey if we figure out how to watch comic book movies and pay me for it uh forget you guys i'm doing it <laughs> What? Uh, no, I'm kidding. That's your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm not the one who kicked a cat out and trapped it in with my working wife, okay? I'm not that guy. You're doing better. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> uh, Man. But yeah, so now that Mark, human Mark, I'm feels really right bad now. about it, he, he's sitting not there somber. <laughs> uh, please check out the draft. Please check out movies, films, and flicks. Thank you for listening to us over here at the Alter Ego Podcast. Uh, Mark, tell them where they can find us. Which Mark? Oh, <laughs> you, buddy. You know oh, it. I'm you, looking at you, oh, pointing at you. You can find us at the Alter Ego uh, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. You can go on uh, iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm not the Mark you were talking to. Listen to Seven Lamb. Always listen to Seven Lamb. You did a better job than the cyborg. He's he did, still stuck here. He did great. He He's did looking great. through his phone right now. Thank you to Fort Supply, K's Media, Tony and Nello's, uh, Seven Lamb. Love you, man. We're out. Mark, you still there? Yep. Annie had an earache on a Saturday of all days. So her mom brought her to Minute Clinic at CVS, where you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials like pain relief products. All in one visit. Even on evenings and weekends. You can even see us online with telehealth options. For quality, affordable care on your schedule, visit Minute Clinic at CVS. That's healthier made easier. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details. I'm still here. Cool.